Hello, and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip? Innovations that change everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible, and ultimately push them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation for marketing. Moneyball for growth-oriented businesses, we say success is now a science. Stay with us, and at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of What Makes Them Tip, Entrepreneurial Innovations That Changed Everything. I'm your host, Timmy Bauer, and today I am talking with Jazz Takar. He is the co-founder of Rec Canada, podcaster of the Jazz Takar podcast, and master salesperson. He's been doing sales in real estate for 25 years now. Jazz, welcome to the show. I appreciate it, Timothy. Thanks so much for having me, my man. Uh, we were chit-chatting a little uh, earlier, and uh, uh, it's nice that you're sitting in warm, sunny Florida, and I'm over here in Toronto, Canada. But I'm I would switch places here. with you in a yeah, heartbeat. A, I love the cold. You, well, that's what you say now when you land here, and it's uh, in, in in Celsius. Anyways, we get we get winter days when it's minus thirty five. <laughs> you can't feel your back. You can't. Everything is frozen, uh, but we're very, very blessed in our city here in Toronto because we we also get the full four seasons, and so that's kind of nice as well. But thanks again for having me, Timothy. It really hey. is a pleasure. Yeah, it's great talking to you. I'm really excited to dig into your story, your company. That's where I want to go first is your story. So you're, you've been a salesperson for 25 years. Um, tell me how how you ended up in uh, selling real estate, how you ended up co-founding Rec Canada. Yeah, so getting in, in, into actually real estate happened 15 years ago. That was really more of an accident. Um, as you mentioned, 25 years in sales for me. I was that kid, Timothy, man, like when 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 teachers asked if they needed help, like who would want to help with uh, a book sale or or like maybe like decoration, selling de- Christmas ornaments and decorations and all that. I would first kid to put up, a, put up my hand. I loved also selling chocolate almonds. I probably ate more than I actually sold. Sold, but I never minded the 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 knocking on doors and and then at the age of twelve I got my first paper route and I was hooked. I was hooked to the process of working and then getting money. I, I, like I really enjoyed that. It was yeah. it was almost like it, it was a, it was a massive epiphany for me at such a young age because now I I got money. It wasn't much. It was probably at the end of the week it was like I don't know 50, 60 bucks or something like that. At the end of the week by by the time you knock on doors, sell the paper, deliver the paper. But I love the fact that now I could do whatever I wanted with that money. Spent it all on burgers, fries, arcades and 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 and, and kind of sports cards, but that's all. You know, like I just loved the fact of working, making money, then went into shoe sales, went into banking, car sales at the age of about 18, 19, um, did that for three years. That's where I kind of grew up in the industry, you know, like, like the other stuff kind of came a little easy to me, but cars didn't. Why? Because I didn't have no product knowledge. Like I wasn't the kid 
with posters in my room of cars, right? And so I had an opportunity, got an opportunity to actually be mentored by the owner who here in Canada right now, him, his brothers is now it's run by their sons and nephews and nieces and daughters. These guys are like at the top of their game in our country when it comes to car sales. And I was mentored by one of the owners and and, and the main kind of guy. And, and, this guy just taught me how to take care of customers so they come back. Um, it's not about being a pushy salesperson. It really is about making it easy. Like if they walked into the dealership, he would always say to me, Jazz, like if, he, if they walked into the dealership, man, like they're somewhat interested. Yeah, there's some tire kickers like who just, hey, can I see the inside of the car? So on and so forth. But generally speaking, somebody who walks into a dealership, especially here in Toronto about that cold weather we were talking about with slush and all that, and they get outside there's an interest. And now your job as a salesperson, Jazz, and it's to anybody who's who's listening, if you run a business, you're an entrepreneur, you need to know how to influence people. Now you could be that pushy person, um, you know, buy seven, buy 10 now. And if you don't do it now, you're never going to have this opportunity. Or you can do what, what has worked really well for me, which is essentially just removing the friction in the process of somebody buying. So make it as easy as possible. Get back to them, answer their questions, say no when you don't know the answer. There's nothing wrong with that. You'll actually find people respect it more. And then, and then after I did that for three years in car sales, I, I sold about three, four cars in a 30 day period to real estate agents. And I'm looking at their credit applications because they're financing them, leasing them. I'm like, holy crap, these guys are making some really good money here. I'm 22 years old at that time. Um, and out of like two of them, English was probably their like fourth language. I'm like, wow, if these guys can do it, like really nice guys, still speak to them till this day. I think I have a shot at this. Um, got my license. I always wanted to invest in real estate because I just, you know, I, I saw my uncles do it. I saw, I saw my brother's friends do it where they, when they invested in real estate, they were creating wealth and they just, it, it, it kind of just fit like a glove. Let me get my license. Yeah. I'll learn a little bit more about the business. I'll kind of have the inside track. So I thought anyways, um, but you, once you get your license, it really is more so you don't get sued as a salesperson that you don't really learn anything. You got to go out and learn yourself. And then that's when uh, I got my real estate license, uh, met another gentleman. Um, you'll see a pattern. I'm, I'm a big believer that success leaves clues. And so really get under the wing of somebody that's doing what you want to do. Met a gentleman. Um, he, he originally founded what is REC Canada now. Uh, back then we called it the Real Estate Center. Um, brought me in. I kind of, after a couple of years, I showed him what I can do. Brought me in as a partner. Then I had, then we brought in a third partner. There was three of us up until three years ago, uh, that original founder did pass away. Um, and now it's myself and my current business owner, not partner. Sorry. Amazing. A lot to key in on, in on that story. One question that I'm curious about is like, what was the hardest thing going from selling cars to selling real estate? Uh, the biggest difference would be like with, with a car, when you're selling cars, you have people walking into the showroom. And so most of the money, so I used to work at Acura. Um, uh, and, and, and so Honda, who owns Acura, paid, did all the marketing. They did all the branding. They brought people into the dealership. In fact, when you're selling cars, you're actually just waiting for people to walk in. In fact, it's called an up. Who's next? Who's up next as the salesperson? So when somebody walks in, you go into rotation. 
when in real estate, nobody knocks on your real estate yeah. office door and says, yeah. hi, can I, can I buy a house? Can I sell a house? Can I invest? So you have to go and get clients. So that I would say is the biggest difference. I think the biggest difference for me um, in my career was really going from the banking industry to car sales. I think that was the biggest jump. Why? Because I had a salary. I got paid every two weeks when I worked at the yeah. bank. Like, didn't yeah. matter what I did and how much I sold. Then I jumped into full commission sales. So the jump from car sales to real estate was slightly easier because it's all kind of sales, building relationships, getting referrals. Um, but the biggest difference would be that you have people walking into a dealership in real estate. You got to go get clients. Tell me about going from selling real estate to starting a real estate company. Yeah, look, a lot of fear. Um, uh, uh, like a lot of thought about, wow, would somebody else, because in the real estate business, what you want to do is when you become uh, uh, like a, a team, a team manager, a broker, you got to recruit realtors, real estate agents. And, and so the fear came from, are, are people going to want to be led by us? Do they see the value in our brand? Um, why do, why would they, like all those thoughts and, and, and insecurities was definitely the biggest, biggest obstacle to get over. Um, and just like anything else, you really just need to see the first step, not the whole staircase, because once you start moving in the direction of what you want, the opportunity was always there. The real estate agents were always there. Now we were just getting in front of the opportunity. Yeah. What do you think is unique about the way Rec Canada approaches the market and how has it innovated over the 15 years? Well, a couple of ways, man. That's a great question, Timothy. Um, first and foremost, I think for the marketplace as, as like for consumers, buyers, sellers, and investors, for us, it really starts with our real estate agents and our staff. So there's 39 real estate agents right now under our umbrella and 11 support staff. And the support staff consists of administrative uh, uh, help as well as um, like a big media squad. I got about seven media members now, like full-time videographers, animators. I create a lot of content and, and that's something that we'll get into, I'm sure. But um, the culture that we started with and the and, and what we're building it really is a place of of helping each other um even myself and my partner who who own rec canada we, to the marketplace if like you know one of my real estate is jennifer popo it really is branded as jennifer popo's real estate center team and so we support her underneath um for the support staff the culture is really laid back here. You know, like I, I myself, for example, I'm not a suit and tie guy. Like, not that there's anything wrong with it. I'm just not as comfortable. I like to wear hoodies and sweaters and yeah, t-shirts. Same. I wear j bomber jackets sometimes, whatever it is. And, and, and if clients don't like that, they'll get a sense of that right at the start. And if they don't like it, we're okay with that. That's okay. We're not here to do business with everybody. Not everyone's going to think I'm, I'm as good looking as my mom thinks I am. Like, you know what I mean? Like not everyone is going to come into our doors and be like, we want to work with these guys. And so it's really for us, the biggest difference maker um, is the culture that we've built, which is of helping each other. We take care of like employees first, more important than clients. Why? Because once we take care of our staff, we know that they'll take care of 
the clients. And then I think second, in terms of innovation, is the amount of content we produce. And so we produce approximately 20 pieces of content on all the platforms daily. Like, And so we'll do a couple on YouTube, a couple on podcast platforms, uh, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all that kind of. So in total, we do approximately 20 pieces of content, which really was the biggest game changer for us, I would say, two years ago. Yeah, I, I don't see a lot of... Uh real estate companies doing like really good content marketing? Yeah, look, I think it's um, uh, subjective too, right? Like what you might think is good and I think is good might be totally different. Like I always use the analogy with my investors because they're like, ah, like... Uh, uh, you know, what, what, what do you think is better? This, this uh, property over another. And sometimes I'm like, look, it's like chocolate or vanilla, right? Like I can't stand chocolate ice cream. I love vanilla kind of thing. And so, um, yeah, I think what we do different from our content is we lead with education. So we give away all of our insider trade secrets. In fact, there's a copy of a, a book here. It's branded real estate intelligence. We talk about buying, selling, and investing. We teach people how to sell their own home where yeah. like, it's, we're, we're, I think we've disrupted the industry in that sense because most real estate agents will be like, dude, you get paid for selling people's homes. They're like, yeah, we get that. But we also know in Canada, only 2% of the market will ever sell their own home. So yeah. what are we all worried about the 2%? Let's focus on the 98%. We lead with education. We give up this book. We don't charge anybody for it. It's absolutely free. And anybody yeah. who wants a copy of it, just you know, get to Timothy. We'll figure it out. Like there's no selling of, of the education. Yeah, that's the we, beauty of education. Like the so. more you share the secret sauce, the more your pr- prospective buyer will will see you as the expert. And if they don't want to do it themselves, they're who they're going to call on. They're going to call on the person that educated them. Well, look, Timothy. I mean, I was in the car business, right? And um, like, if 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 I was driving and I had to change like my oil or 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 my like spark plug or something like that, I might just leave the car on the side of the road, but that ain't happening. You know what I mean? Like I'm not doing it shelves behind me. I couldn't do any of this stuff. Right. Like I had to, I had to bring people in, hire people. And and the reason I mentioned that analogy about the, about the oil change of the spark plug is that the person who was teaching me maybe through content, I'm going to think of him or her first. Exactly. Because they were already, they were always in front of me, right? Like if they gave away how to, like if a mechanic right now taught you how to fix your own car, chances are, I'm going to say as high as 80% of people will never even attempt to put a car on a hoist. And so why not just give it all away? Stop worrying about, in my opinion, stop worrying about who's not going to work with you and only focus on trying to attract the people that you want to do business with. Yeah. Was there ever a time during the during your entrepreneurial journey with Rec Canada where you felt like you were hitting your head against a wall? And what was the moment uh, like that tipped you towards success? Yeah, I think what like we had a tragedy that happened to us. So slightly different in terms of like hitting our heads against the wall. We were actually um, really cruising along Um late 2016, really early 2017, um, like January, we were probably like at the month of January of 2017, we were on track to like double already the, in- like, the income that we were making, uh, that, that we were going to make for that year. And so 
we were cruising along. And then September of 2017, uh, our, our, our third partner passed away. He was actually the, the face of the company. He would be doing this podcast. I never even liked any of this stuff. I liked the, <laughs> the behind, I like behind the scenes stuff, right? Like where I can just meet with clients and now, man, I love, I want 12 cameras around me. Right. Like I love it now. Um, I always kind of had it in me, but I was always mentored by him as well. But September 2017, he passed away. Uh, September 17th, 2017, um, he passes away. Um, and that just shook our world. It shook not only the business side of, of things, which is obviously normal, but personally, like I, I lost my, I have two older brothers. He was like a third brother to me. Um, and, and, I was just about to quit. I was probably hours away of just packing up the one. I don't have a computer or anything. I don't use a computer. I use, do everything on a phone. But I was going to pack up the, the the two, three things that I had on my desk um, and just call it quits for real estate. Because two, three weeks after he passed away, we, we lost a couple of our largest clients, uh, uh, service providers that we used to work with, guys and gals that gave us a lot of business. Um, and, and we lost those contracts as well. And so it just felt like everything was against us. And I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, and then, you know, a funny thing happened, man. I looked up uh, where I was about to grab some of my stuff and I saw a picture of my two little boys. I got a seven-year-old, five-year-old now, but back then they were in four and two-ish. Um, and and I just said, wow, if I, if I do this right now, I'm not going to have a story to tell them. I'm not going to have a story to tell them. This is my opportunity. I have all the tools in the toolbox. I've learned not only from him, but if I go back all the years that I've been in sales and service, I, I'm, I'm not a good manager, but I, I think I can influence people and be a good leader. This is the time that the story is going to be starting to be written. And, and I just never looked back, man. I turned on a I turned on a mic. Here's a podcast stand that I was pulling in. Um, and I never looked back, bro. I love it. I love it. What advice do you have for somebody that wants to have an entrepreneurial journey similar to yours? Make sure you have the stomach for it. Um, know that uh, it gets lonely sometimes, like it's uh, almost 7 p.m. here uh, in Toronto, Eastern time, and uh, I'll be still going for another four, four and a half hours. Um, and this is every day. I do take Sundays off. Um, it could be, it, it gets lonely because if, in my opinion, you're a true true entrepreneur and leader, you're going to take it all on yourself. You should grow a team. You need to grow a team. Otherwise, you won't be able to accomplish much. But when things go well, you got to give away all the accolades. So it's like you're not the one who's taking all the praise. And when things go bad, you got to put that on your shoulder. So first and foremost, be okay with that. Because if if when things go well and you take all of the accolades, I can tell you people are not going to want to be around you. You're going to have too much of an ego. And so um, know that first about yourself. And then number two is, is whatever you decide, whatever business that you're deciding to get into is make sure that you're passionate, make sure that you're really passionate about it because when things get tough and they inevitably will, um, especially if you're trying to do something big, it's that why it's that passion that's going to keep you going. Um, and then even to add more to it, man, Timothy, you gotta, you gotta be able to shut out the external noise because you'll be hearing from 
competitors. You'll be hearing from uh, uh, your own family members, friends. And sometimes it's not coming from a bad place. It's actually coming from a place of like they have so much love for you. They don't want you to get hurt when I talk about family and friends. Um, that you have to be have the ability to shut out the external noise. You know, like over where you're at now, there's a lot of stuff happening. There's some civil unrest going on there. We're in a lockdown. Um, you got to be able to kind of shut out all that noise go on a news diet because 99.9% of the information that's fed through that tube is very negative. How do you get rid of that negativity? Drown it out with positivity. Like go back to Timothy's podcast episodes, the ones that you haven't heard yet, or even the ones, even better, the ones that you have heard, go hear it for a second and third time. Cause the first time the brain reta only retains about 10 to 14% of the information. So go back and hear it again. Positivity will drown out the negativity, but you got to get started with it. I love it. Jazz, how can listeners connect with you? Ah, man, the best way. Look, first and foremost, Timothy, kudos to you, brother. I know how hard it is as a content creator to, hey, get gas, put it on, put yourself out there like you do. You have an amazing smile. I had a blast just looking at your face while we were doing this. You kept it very light um, and you asked very, very good, great questions. Um, so first and foremost, that. congratulations to you. I got a lot, man. My cup is it's my time now to give back. Um, but if people want to kind of do more and learn a little bit more about the crazy, good-looking Indian guy from Toronto, the best place to go, um, I think the one-stop shop for me is jazztakar.ca. That's J-A-S-T-A-K-H-A-R.ca. Love it. Thanks for being on the show. 100%, buddy. Really appreciate your time, Timothy. Thank you for listening to our show, What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit arkalea.com slash guest and a small request. If you've liked this interview, please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend or on social with the hashtag Arkalea. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player and a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at arkalea.com. Thanks again for listening and thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time.